0: All right. Well, welcome to session two uh, of our podcast here, where we're talking about board members and board meetings. So if you're just joining us last week, we talked about board members, who they are, the power they have, the responsibilities, how do we add and remove? I think the next question a lot of pastors have about when it comes to board members is what do these guys do? What do these gals do And what do they do? They meet, right? (laughs) Board members by definition get together and they meet. Talk to us real quickly. What were some of your first board meetings like? First board meetings, you know, we, we were blessed from the very beginning
1: that we had an idea of what yeah. to do. Now, we always have what I always call a serving board, that your role on the board wasn't just to meet and vote. It was meet and vote. And usually if you voted, you were committed to do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think most churches will do that. Right. You know, a lot of times we, 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 we had this phrase. If it's your idea, then you're probably the one called to bring it to <laughs> fruition right, as well. Right. But in essence, board members have to govern the affairs of the church, and their decisions are binding in the same way that you know city council meetings and sure. state legislature meetings, sure. are. Uh, when they pass legislation, they're binding in the same way the board's decisions are binding
0: on the organization. Right, right. You know, for me, some of my first board meetings, I didn't, I was just getting acquainted with Start Church, my first church plant, and I didn't know much about board meetings, so I thought I need to look presidential. Yeah, sure. <laughs> my first board meeting, I was the president. I was like, I, I don't know what these are going to work, be like, until I got acquainted. You know, I started getting yeah, yeah. understanding, okay, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying yeah. to get things done and and take them through a process. Uh, for people that, that are new, though, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast they're just planting a church. They haven't even had a board meeting. Uh, why do you think these are so important? And why don't we just give people some steps? Here's yeah, what you do to, that's right. to kind of work yeah, well,
1: them. number one is they are required by law. Yeah. In whatever state you're in, you got to have at least an annual board meeting. You know, it's going to be hard to run a church on just one meeting. But in essence, you got to have at least one board meeting in which budgets are set, salaries are set and different aspects of the once a year things yeah, sure. get taken care of and then after that you know when when the board the annual board meeting has taken place the executives of the church such as the senior pastor and the staff can really take it from there and run it according to the decisions that were made, made at the board. the board meeting so when a board meeting is going to take place you know the very first step is every board member needs to be given proper notice. Right. You know you got to give them notice that a board meeting will take place and thankfully the bylaws of most churches actually give the proper notice. You know they'll say the annual board meeting shall be on the 3rd Monday right. of January. Right. And now that's set. It's always there. Right. You know that proper notice is 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 considered given and if you're calling a special meeting then every board member needs to be notified with at least 10 days notice. And this is what we recommend for them to know that a board meeting is actually going to be taking place on such and such day, at such and such time, at such and such place.
0: So one thing you just mentioned there was the legal realities of having one board meeting a year, minimum, right? right. We're just talking about the legal realities, not leading a church, really utilizing the board yet. Uh, That's important for pastors to Mm -hmm. know. That's right. Guys, gals, you that are leading churches, you need to be having board meetings, at yeah. least one a year. you to have
1: at least one by, by law. By law, you yeah. have at least one.
0: We do hear pastors not naming names for anybody. But people that call and say, oh, we haven't done board meetings in years. That's right. That, why does that put them in liability? Why is that so? Well, there's
1: something called the corporate veil. Mm-hmm. And when a church or an organization, or organization doesn't have board meetings then in essence it's an alter ego of the people running it. They're saying we're an organization but we don't run like an organization. We don't behave like an organization. And it makes it easier that if someone has a claim against the church that they could also go after the board members personally. So it's really really important that you run your organization according to the rules that govern uh, uh, corporations
0: in the state that you are in. Yeah, just uh, just having bylaws and saying this is the way we're gonna do our ministry, but not doing it, you actually nullify that. That's correct, right? you nullify It's only it. if you're actually having right. board meetings. I think you said something real great there, people need to know, piercing the corporate veil, if you're not, you can call yourself a corporation, but if everything is really one person making all the decisions and there's no documentation of a board being involved, they can pierce the corporate veil many times. That's right, right. it say, can be
1: pierced, you're absolutely right, because. You're just giving the appearance that you are an organization. And once you become an organization, there are certain protections provided by law to right. you. But those protections won't be there if you aren't running it like an organization right. should be run. And that's why we, we talk a lot about this because, you know, every year, thousands of churches all across America discover that for the first time that there could be legal liability. Right. And many of the churches won't be able to adequately document that they've been running the organization as required by law, leaving them with personal exposure.
0: Yeah, I think I just heard six pastors just plan their next board meeting right now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, and you haven't had a board meeting, an annual board meeting, and it's it's January at the time of this recording. Right. People should be have had recent meetings or definitely be planning right. some meetings. That right? They need
1: to be scheduled. And you know, a lot of the questions I get is. What, if, what do we do if we haven't had any board meetings in the past? Sure. My a- quick answer is: or we'll have one now <laughs> and keep moving forward. Yeah. There are some sins that you commit that you can't go back and fix, right? This is gonna be one of them. We say, Lord, cover that and let us move forward. And the, the, there's nothing more beautiful than getting into compliance today. Right. Because from this day forward, you start creating a history of compliance that over time, Will be uh, yeah. overshadowing the mistakes of the past.
0: Sure, I think that's super important. That's the reason we're doing this podcast, giving people some rails to run on. So let's say uh, people are listening to this and they're saying, "Yes, we we have to have board meetings. We're scheduling them now." What is an actual board meeting? That's How is right. that different yeah. than a small group? How is that different than us having just you know barbecue? Yeah,
1: there, there's a there's a sense of formality to a board meeting. I don't run, when I pastor and I've been chairman of boards, I never run them fully according to parliamentary procedures. I adopt some portions of that that I feel are most important. So there's a small sense of formality to the meeting. So the very first thing we do is we give proper notice. Uh, If the notice is in the bylaws, then good. You don't have to mail those out so long as you keep to those dates unless it's a special meeting. The very next thing that we do is we create an agenda. What are we going to talk about? There are some th- things in my annual board meeting that we're going to talk about every single year. That's right. salaries, that's budgets, that's health insurance. Yep. That's going to be uh, decisions on whether we're going to be buying, building, whether we're going to be upgrading sound equipment, whether we're, our marketing budget sure. is still the same. So we go over the things that you have to go over, plus new items that aren't normally
0: part of the every year thing that we talk about. So you, Let me stop you there real quick. Formulating the agenda. Do you like to do that yourself when you're pastoring, or do you you get input from others? How does that come about? Yeah, we, we open
1: it to all the board members to be able to give input. So we have a person that's our minute taker. They also prepare the agenda. Right. And that's a volunteer on the board themselves, usually the secretary of the church, who's also a volunteer board member. And all the board members give input, right? and that person uses that input to create the agenda. Every agenda item is listed as either new business or old business. If it's old business, it's things we've been talking about but haven't made decisions on, so we table them to the next meeting. Right. Then there's new business, things we haven't talked about. And every year, then the items that come up once a year, those are all new business each year. Right. And then items that at the annual board meeting we could decide on, so we create a special board meeting, those go in as old business. Right. So that lets us keep track historically of all the that we've talked about and the decisions we've made. And then when the board meeting starts, on the date that it starts, make sure you have a sign-in sheet. Yeah. So that way we know who made it and we use that to keep attendance of who's at the board meeting. And then the really important one is waiver of notice. You know That waiver of notice is very important. What does it mean? Basically it means that every person that comes to the meeting they sign that document <laughs> this is one paragraph document saying that i waive my right to that 10-day notice right even if i got the notice i want to make sure that everybody waives that uh, signs that waiver so that it ensures that no board member down the road later could claim, I didn't get proper notice and invalidate the board
0: meeting itself. Yeah, and those can be, it, usually that happens when it's a disgruntled board member looking right. for a way, we voted on something I didn't like. Look for a technicality. Looking for a technicality, validate. yeah. and we, we've, right. we've seen that, we've heard about that happening where yeah. boards have actually voted someone off the board and that has gone to court Right. And the, the person voted off the board actually invalidated the board meeting because it said I didn't get waiver of notice. And that's a
1: great case in Washington State in which a board member was voted right. off. But the, the, they called a special board meeting, but they didn't give anyone waiver of uh, uh, proper notice. Right. Just on that alone, the judge ruled and said, you know, it is not up to this court to mm-hmm. wink at what the legislator, legislature put into the code. That's right. So if it's codified in the, in, in, in the code, the court can't waive uh, it off and say, well, it's just a technicality. No, it's not a technicality. It needs to be, it's actually a real right. procedure that needs to, be, needs to be addressed. And the easiest way is to give proper notice in the absence of that 10-day notice. When they come in, waiver of notice. Sign waiver of
0: notice, now, absolutely. Lead your board with confidence with the Minutes Suite, the Minute Suite walks you step by step through the creation of board meeting minutes that are perfectly formatted to meet state and federal law. Board meeting minute creation, notification, and storage have never been easier. Use the Minute Suite to create the board meeting minutes you need. Visit slash products and select the Minute Suite to learn more.
1: One thing that you can have in your bylaws, and I love this, is that Any board member who attends a board meeting, it's just a clause called waiver of notice. If you attend a board meeting and you do not make it known that you didn't get proper notice, but you still attend the board meeting, that constitutes waiver of notice. And we put that in bylaws because I think it's really important. I think that's
0: one of the neat things when people are utilizing the Start Right program is they have access to this huge library, right? And thousands and thousands of churches have had uh, opportunity to see these, to, to, to work through these, and you're able to select the bylaws that are right for you. For That's example, right. that that is a clause you can put in there, and saying right. my attendance wait, you know, essentially waives that. There's other uh, there's other bylaw adjustments where even the agenda. We hear some pastors who they they set the agenda, but they don't have a vote. That's right. You know, it's one of the ways they have balance of powers. So I think it's a critical topic how you set up your bylaws. A lot of this board meeting and board membership structure really has a lot to do with what you decided on the front end about yeah. your bylaws. Yeah, and when it comes to bylaws and board meetings, a lot of pastors
1: will tell me, and this is more, you know, I say this tongue in cheek, but they'll say, I love pasturing. It's just the people you gave me, God, that I can't stand, you know? And what happens is, wherever there are people, there's always going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be misunderstandings, and that's why it's best to document everything that you do and follow the procedures carefully.
0: Yeah, clarity is kindness. We tend to look at documentation as a necessary evil. It really is the most clear thing you have. There's a lot of feeling, there's a lot of maybe, there's a lot of gut checks, but when it's on paper there is a sense of we are very, very clear. Yeah. And this is one of the areas in church life where we can actually get really good clarity That's right. from a leadership standpoint.
1: Well, We often hear this, you know, I miss the days when two people would agree on something that would shake hands. Yeah, sure. But when you look at historically and scripturally, God doesn't do it that way yeah. either. God gives us his word, but to him that's not enough. What did he do? He put it in writing. Make it plain on tablets, yeah. He put it in writing, and then he tells the prophets continuously make it plain, put it in writing so that those who pass by can run with it. You know, and if God was so willing, who doesn't lie and doesn't ever need to be reminded of his word or corrected, put it in writing, how much more should we, who generally tend to forget what we say and only remember the things that benefit
0: us? Well, he said, write it so you can run. Notice it's not just so I can adhere. It's so that I can run. That's right. When your board, if you're a pastor and you lead your board with great clarity, you're, you're not bylaws aren't in a drawer somewhere, but everybody knows. You're setting these really great agendas, you're giving them them heads up and your notification. These aren't these aren't restraints. That's right. These are rails. These are rails. I can right. run with these things. I get my board less focused on all of these other things and more focused on the mission and That's the right. gospel. Let's okay, so we're talking about board meetings. Let's talk about a word you never use except in this arena and that is quorum that's
1: right, quorum, right? <laughs> explain
0: to people and they yeah. they said do we have a quorum and somebody says what's a
1: quorum right. What's a quorum it almost sounds like something that belongs in a another language yeah sure you know? and the word quorum literally means the minimum number of people required to make the board meeting valid, valid. Right? That's right so I recently was going to a meeting this is last week we didn't have a quorum one of the board members got sick in the middle of the afternoon, and the another board member had a had one of his uh, his son got injured at work, and he called in said he couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. So we had five members, two were out, only gave us three. But the quorum says that you need to have 80% present, wow. which required four. So what do we do? We canceled the meeting and we rescheduled it. So a quorum, in essence, is when you people sign in, the minute taker will say to the chairman, we have a quorum. We have
0: reached quorum, yeah. We have
1: reached quorum, and then that gives the the chairman the, the right to call the meeting to order. Right. And so you can't call it to order unless you have the quorum. It's
0: another area where it can be invalidated, right? You, if That's you just right. plowed through, if you guys were to say, you know what, we're just plowing through this meeting anyway. Somebody could invalidate that board meeting because you had not reached quorum, right? That's right. So the decisions you made, could be right. undone. Very true. And if your bylaws don't mention what a
1: quorum is, you don't have real meetings. You got to know right. what quorum is. Right. And some churches say, some bylaws say simple majority, others say 66%, others say 80, some say unanimous but you gotta have it listed in the bylaws right. what will constitute a quorum at your board meeting.
0: Again, for clarity, clarity, right? All right, so we've gone through the process, we've selected board members, we've done the notice, we've got people together, a quorum has been achieved, call to order, let's let's, let's just give some people a peek on what a normal board meeting looks like. Talk about call to order and then how do we bring up business and, and those kind of things.
1: Yeah, so typically the chairperson it, oftentimes is a pastor, but on many occasions it isn't. Sure. I as a pastor don't want to be the chairman. Yeah. I don't want to be the one running the meeting and, you know, yeah. using the hammer, which sure. you know no one really uses yeah. anymore. But I don't want to be the person doing that because I know I know who I am and I know that the influence I have in my organization is pretty strong. Right. And that before the meeting has occurred, I've spoken with every single board member. Right. And we're most always a hundred percent on the same page. Yeah. So Someone calls the meeting to order. They basically say, all right, we have a quorum. Letter. I now call this meeting to order. And when they say that the minute taker has to look at their watch right. and say, meeting call to order at 1046 a.m. Right. Or 7 p.m. Yeah. They document when it came to order and the date. And then the person says, all right, first item on the agenda. Well, let me back up a little bit. They'll say, let's open with prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? and we pray, we invite the presence of the, of, of the Lord to give us wisdom, to guide us, right. and then when that is done, that person says, all right, first item on the agenda is reading of the minutes right. from the previous board meeting. Right. This is so important. Just because minutes were taken doesn't mean that they have been ratified. Right. So at the next board meeting, when it's called to order, the very first item on that agenda is to is to say, Let's read the minutes. Now, it doesn't mean everybody goes and reads them. They've yeah. already been pre-read. Yeah. Basically, he says, does anyone have an objection to the minutes as they were written? Right. No one will because they've already had a chance to right. pre-read and discuss right. this. And then he says, all right, then I make a motion that we approve the minutes of last meeting. Then you got to wait for someone else to make a motion. Someone else, meaning another board member. Right. If someone says, I second the motion, then the chairman would say, those in favor say aye, and those in favor say aye, and those opposed, and that gets documented. And if you have the sufficient number of yes votes, then
0: those minutes now become officially ratified. Ratified and it's closed. And I think people get intimidated with this. You know, they get intimidated with, I don't know when I'm supposed to say what, but you really get better at it, right? right. I mean, that's what I I felt. I got better and better at understanding. My confidence got better. I understood the flow of it. Some people, they get intimidated by the formality of (laughs) it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. They almost feel like, is this is just Johnny and yeah, Eddie yeah. and Susan. Yeah. Why are we talking this right, way? Right. We sound like we're in a movie, sure. right? But you get used to it. That's right. Those in favor. And the reason you want to train yourself to do this is to avoid confusion. And like you said, clarity is kindness. Yeah. When these get done correctly, and you know, our minute suite has full set of templates for it makes minutes, it so easy. and yeah. it makes it so easy. Yeah. So you don't have to somehow invent a wheel. No, it already exists. Right. All you got to do is just get yourself a good set of tires, sure. or a good wheel. Sure. You use the template and it makes it so much easier.
0: So I know uh, I'm in board meetings sometimes where we push something, right? Yeah. We're saying, you know, we don't have all the data to make a decision on this. Let's push it to next time it becomes old business. That's right. Um, how do you, you, you handle old business? Is this yeah. the part where in your board meetings you like to handle that?
1: Yeah, we try our best to Never let new business become old business. Right. But sometimes you can't. Sometimes sure. a question is asked that is so important and at the moment we don't have an answer, especially when we're talking about applying for a mortgage, or yeah. is the contract offer that we that was made to us on some land that we're selling. The church right. may be selling an old building right. or some real estate. And somebody asks a question and says and one we can't answer, we say, well, we're gonna to have to ask the attorney and we don't have our attorney present at every board meeting. Right. So we say, we're gonna table this and then we're gonna have a special meeting. And sometimes you can table an item and then using what is called unanimous written consent, you could take care of it later without having a board meeting, but using unanimous written consent. And that's another topic, sure. but it's available to the We have the blogs church as on that. Well. If they
0: go to startchurch.com, they can see the blogs that we have on how to have unanimous written consent, how that's to right. use email. A lot of We've got a lot of blogs on this particular topic. So there could be dealing with old business. That's right. Mostly, it's now introducing new business. That's right. And that's bringing into each uh, each moment here the new business what do you like to see how do you like to see new business brought to the table
1: yeah new business so usually that's after after the minutes are written you go straight to new business right. and um, or actually you go to old business first mm. sorry about that yep. I made a mistake right. you go to old business first you're saying these are the items that we talked about last month right. or last week or last year that weren't decided upon we need to address these right so usually they're broken up into number each one one two three and four so if you were talking about the mortgage last month or last week and then you said you know we're going to have another meeting to cover these items then you introduce it so the the chairman would say all right last time we talked about this particular item let's just assume it's the mortgage that we're applying for and uh the following questions were asked and here are the answers to them. And then dialogue begins among the board members. I like for every board member to be given an opportunity to speak, express an opinion, ask more questions. And then at that point, if we feel like they've been answered and somebody says, I make a motion that we vote to accept the mortgage Mm -hmm. or we vote to reject it and someone seconds it, you gotta stop. Right. And then say, all right, we have to go vote because right. two motions have been made. Yeah, that's right. You know, And then you decide whether you're going to accept it or reject it. Once you move through those, then you go on to new business. That's why it's so
0: important to have the minute taker there. so important to even uh, educate your board members on how do I make a motion? That's right. You know, when, when should I vote? Just Again, if you do clarity on the front end, these start to roll really, and you get a lot done. That's right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so then you roll into new business, which is usually on the agenda already. That's right. So people should be familiar. You're able to have um, free dialogue. People okay. are able to give their their input. Let's go to this open uh, uh, open business, or uh, how do yeah. you like yeah, to call the it? The open floor. Or open floor. Right. Yeah. What does that usually look like? Yeah,
1: the open floor can get a little bit hairy here in which you can lose control of the meeting, right? Open floors should be short discussions Mm -hmm. in which no decisions are made. No decision on an open floor item should be made because you need board members to have time to ponder and think on their own time. That's why when the agenda, of the meeting is created, and we know the items. Each board member has had a chance to do research yeah. to look into the matters, so that they come to the board meeting as educated as possible on the topic. Right. But when you have an open floor, typically open floors are best used if they help to dictate the
0: agenda for the
1: next. For the meeting. next one, yeah, That's yeah. Correct.
0: Isn't that really the, the where the pastor typically will say, "That's great. We're going to add that as business for the next agenda." That's right. That's really That's right. formulating. Get your legal foundation in compliance today with the Get Right Program. This program will provide you with a complete step-by-step guide to update your governing documents and secure your legal foundation. It's time to protect what God has called you to lead by getting right today. Give us a call at 844-641-5718. That's 844-641-5718 to learn more about how we can serve you. And then there's an adjournment, right? Eventually, Praise Eventually, God, right. he's come to do an end, right. right? We're not all we do is board meetings. Um, what do you like to see there? How do you? Yeah,
1: at this point, everyone's got to the end. Everyone's kind of going, okay, good. You know, we we've, we've reached the end, and adjourning the meeting is done by a motion. Right. You know, uh, the chairman says, well, there's nothing else to discuss. I motion that we close, but it can't be voted on unless someone else says I second the motion. Right. And then if he says, all right, he gets a second motion, then he says, all right, then those in favor, if the yeses have Mm -hmm. it, then he says meeting adjourned. The minute taker immediately looks at the watch and writes down the time that the meeting was adjourned properly. And then in the minutes on the templates, it will give language that show clearly how the meeting
0: is adjourned and when it was adjourned. Board meeting minutes are gonna be our next podcast, but uh, we're all great stuff today. I hope if you're listening to this information, you're being empowered on how to begin to run these board meetings. They're, they're really important to the life of your of your ministry. Right. And we've given you a good step-by-step plan today. Next session, we're going to talk about board meeting minutes. Yeah, How do we wow. actually document? That's so right. I'll see you then. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.